This is a production of the Poetry Foundation. Check out our other podcasts, Poetry Off the Shelf and the Poetry Magazine podcast. You can find them on iTunes or at poetryfoundation.org. And welcome to All Avant-Garde, All the Time, the UberWeb Poetry Foundation podcast. I'm Kenneth Goldsmith, and today we will be taking a different sort of tact. Normally we focus on some big theme, but today we're going to do a bit of a grab bag and run through the site and expose all sorts of gems and treasures that are deeply buried that you most likely haven't discovered. This sounds nothing like what you would hear normally on UberWeb, but there's a reason for that. And the uh, reason for that is that this is a song that was derived from a poll taken by the conceptual artists Komar and Malamud to determine what would make the most wanted song. And uh, these guys are a couple of Russian conceptual artists who did a project called The Most Wanted Painting, and they took a poll, and then they had artists create the most wanted painting, and the most unwanted painting. They did this for several countries with varying results, and then they decided to turn their efforts toward music. And what they came up with, with the help of composer David Soldier, was a three-minute song that sounds like Top 40 Radio. And for the most wanted song, it appears that the first consideration was length. It had to be somewhere between two and three minutes long. It also had to have a theme of love, soft saxes, and a steady rhythm. As she filled the ketchup jars, she looked at him like a rising star, shut him down on his dog star's This is the most unwanted song. It's 18 minutes long, comprised of accordions, country-western themes, opera singers, and screaming children. Which one do I prefer? Well, of course, I prefer the least wanted music. I mean, I happen to run a website full of unwanted musics. Actually, I think this could be even more unwanted. As a matter of fact, there's not much noise in here. There's not much dissonance. I mean, I would say that a uh, Schoenberg or Webern thing would be much more unwanted than something that actually is accordions and opera singers. I 
out my wallet. I really should pay back my student loan. I really should try and get my credit rating back. I really should plan ahead. I really should stop smoking. I really should keep in touch. This really is one of the great list poems of all time I really cut down by caffeine. Canadian artist Kelly Mark. I really should stop Kelly Mark stuff. simply made a really list of a thousand aside. things that she I really, really should, should do. I really should organize my files. I really should stop being so lazy. I really should get out more. The list poem, for those of you unfamiliar with the term, is simply a list of words, often repetitious in nature, often including many imperatives, and it's often used as a way of stimulating thoughts for creative writing workshops. And Kelly Mark has really just taken this whole idea and pushed it to the limit of all the things she should do, but really really isn't ever going to do. You really really should just listen to a small segment of this because it goes on for almost an hour. I really should learn to be more patient. I really should clean the litter box. I really should stop worrying. I really should take my vitamins. I really should eat out less. I really should stop finishing other people's sentences. I really should be more accommodating. One, two, three, four... Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And dating from 1969, this is the earliest known recording of the now famous founder of language poetry, Charles Bernstein. It's a uh, simply a three-minute recitation of the numbers one to a hundred in that order. You can feel the suspense as the piece slowly builds. And uh, if you get to it, around 75, things start to get extremely theatrical and extremely strange as Mr. Bernstein begins screaming the last numbers at the top of his lungs. It's a procedural piece, a piece that was born out of uh, conceptual art, uh, the idea of counting. Uh, precedent for this would be the visual artist Jonathan Borofsky, who didn't know what to do. And he had ran out of ideas when he was in graduate school, so he simply sat in his studio and began counting. And then he began writing those numbers down, and then those numbers grew and grew into great sculptural installations. And to this day, Jonathan Borofsky still notates every piece that he does with a number, and he's way up into the many millions. The anticlimactic climax of Charles Bernstein's One to a Hundred, recorded in 1969. And you're listening to the conceptual artist Steve McLaughlin's sound piece called Run for Your Life, The Complete Beatles, in one hour, created last year. And what this is is every Beatles UK-released LP compressed into a one-hour file. And uh, the compression software allows the tone to stay the same so it doesn't sound quite like chipmunks. You can actually hear 
the tonality of uh, Lennon and McCartney's voices just as they are, but everything is crunched down. Now, like the Beatles' trajectory itself, the first few albums, well, they don't sound like much. But once, say, you uh, hit Revolver and they become psychedelic, this piece gets much more interesting. And by the time you hit the White Album, and particularly Revolution Number 9, things start to go really haywire. So it's a progressive piece, and I would say about, oh, 45 minutes into it, things get very interesting. perfect segue from Steve McLaughlin's Run for Your Life is an anonymously produced piece of sound art entitled Chart Sweep. Nobody knows if this was done for commercial purposes or done as an artwork. On UberWeb, we like to think that, in fact, it is a great artwork, even if it wasn't intended that way. Uh, this is a uh, chronological collage featuring about two or three seconds of every number one U.S. chart hit of the pop charts, billboard charts from 1956 to 1992. It's about 45 minutes long and spans the age of the 45 RPM single, starting in 1956 when the pop charts began with Dean Martin's Memories Are Made of This and ending with Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You. And that, in fact, was the last number one hit that was released as a 45 an exercise in nostalgia for the uh, American 45 RPM single. Artists have always used pop music. There's a lot of sound works on UbuWeb from artists, beginning in the 1960s, of course, that invoke a lot of pop tropes. And artists began using pop music as raw material to cut up and sample. So there's a lot of crossover between the art and the pop. I bet you didn't know that the legendary German artist Joseph Boys put out a pop single in 1982 entitled Sonnstadt Regen. Joseph Boys was uh, post-war Germany's most famous and legendary artist, a survivor of World War II who emerged from uh, great injury, uh, was wrapped in fat and wolf skins uh, by, by tribal people uh, after his plane was shot down and uh, brought back to life and reincarnated as a mystical artist who did pieces with fat and lead and wolves and he lived with wolves and he became a uh, huge figure for the entire western art world boys was probably uh, well into his 60s when he was recording this but he never lost the pulse with popular culture and on uberweb there's also tons and tons of his experimental sound works not his pop works he was uh, originally associated with the Fluxus movement. He moved in and out of a lot of movements. And during his Fluxus period, he made these incredible 
uh, classical compositions playing piano and, and singing. There's also another great yeah, piece of his yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, called Ya Ya Ya, Ne Ne Ne. He's just sitting there embracing contradiction in a way that only artists are allowed to embrace contradiction. A politician can't say yes, 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 and then say no, no, no. But uh, it's the artist's right to uh, say yes, 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 and then to say no, no, no. Uh, It's one of the beauties and the uh, freedoms of being an artist, and that's what that piece is all about. The Sheer Wall of Noise is a piece from 1961 by the uh, great conceptual artist Lamont Young, and it's called Poem for Tables, Chairs, and benches, and that is exactly what it does. Here's how the piece works. Dozens of people are lined up on a stage with a wooden floor, and they simply drag furniture back and forth across a microphoned stage. Before he was an avant-garde classical musician, Lamont Young was a jazz saxophonist, and there are many, many uh, tracks available of Lamont Young kind of playing straight jazz. As he got more and more avant-garde, he began trying to find different sounds that did more than what, say, Ornette Coleman and free jazz could do. And he began to look for drones and tones and for microtones. And uh, so this is an early transitional piece between his uh, jazz period and his uh, drone period. And I I think you'll find that it's uh, out-noises most noise music that you hear without ever having used any bit of electronics. Simply just made by furniture being dragged across a stage. I'm so full of cake. If I ate any more cake, I'd have to vomit first. Sometimes I'll eat two or three cakes in a single day. I love cake. I can't be any clearer than that. I love cake. I'll eat every cake in New York City. I can't even go into bakeries anymore because I'll eat all the cake. I'll say, where's the cake? Give me the cake. Get the cake. And they say, We know how very much you love cake, and we know that you rarely have the money for any of our cake. So get out of here, because you can't afford our cake. But we know how much you love cake, so get out of here. You can't afford the cake. I'll punch somebody in the head for some cake. Give me all your cake. I love cake. Give me the cake now. I love it. I love cake. Give me your cake. (laughs) The Lower East Side poet Todd Colby and his uh, pay on to that most humble 
sweet meat rendered in the most insane way imaginable. This is a uh, great little poem from Todd, and it's so great that on my WFMU radio show, I asked listeners to send in cover versions of it, and I got hit with over 200 versions of it done by children, electronic versions, people set it to music. Why don't we listen to a couple of cover versions of Todd Colby's Cake? Can't be any clearer than that. I love cake! I'll eat every cake in New York City. I can't even go to bakeries anymore because I'll eat all the cake. I'll say, where's the cake? Give me the cake. Get the cake. And they say, we know how very much you love cake. And we know you very rarely have the money for any of our cake. So get out of here because you can't afford our cake. But we know how much you love cake. So get out of here. You can't afford the cake. I'll punch somebody in the head for some cake. Give me the torta. Ahora. La amo. Amo la torta. Give us the torta. And that's just a little tour of some of the nooks and crannies buried in the Ubu Web Sound Archive. Most of these can be accessed at ubu.com slash sound. You've been listening to All Avant-Garde, All the Time, the Ubu Web Poetry Foundation podcast. I'm Kenneth Goldsmith.